just found um I, I just found a fan fiction where Dean lays eggs and it's also tagged as a season six fix it. Hello and welcome back to Super Hell, aka the Mystery Spotcast, a show where two recovering supernatural fans subject themselves to a rewatch so no one else ever has to watch Supernatural again. Please keep that in mind. We are so serious about it. My name is Ollie. I use any pronouns, and you can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. That's fresh with a PH. And I'm Claudia. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. My pronouns are she, her. Um, we are back from our little, a little holiday hiatus. Um, the Winchesters, which is the Supernatural prequel, is not back. So we are back to talking about two episodes of Supernatural a week. Um, I miss the Winchesters and- so much. I had to watch two episodes of Supernatural and it was so hard. <laughs> I was like, wait, where's Carlos? <laughs> Carlos, you. why aren't you here? Please. <laughs> I, have to see these, I have to see these fucking men. <laughs> Carlos, help. It's terrible. Um... As a quick recap, we are now on season two, and I think now we are officially like halfway through because we're going to talk about um, episode 15 and 16, so we're getting there. We're cruising, Um, you know, T minus however many episodes until we get to Castiel. (laughs) We need to do a countdown. Um, The first episode we're going to talk about today is called Tall Tales. Um, I feel like both of these episodes are relatively important to Supernatural for different reasons. Like this first one introduces a character that's important for ways we will discuss later. And then the second one is very like lore heavy and like reinforcing things that they've been kind of dancing around before. So I I don't think the second one's quite as like lore story wise heavy. I think it's more lore like thematic, but also world building. Yeah. Yeah, and also I think a lot of like character building, like you get a get a little bit of philosophy on them. I remember watching the second episode and like really loving it when I first saw Supernatural and being like, oh damn, maybe this show's good. Uh, you know, the saw trap that is this show, as we often say. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you one good one for for every one good episode of Supernatural. There's five bad ones. Yeah, but you know that that's network television for you. <laughs> Oh, we don't get that shit anymore. It's just Netflix canceling things after one season. So we should be grateful. So this episode called Tall Tales, um, it opens on a college campus outside this place called Crawford Hall. And there's this professor. He's this like nondescript middle-aged white guy um, who he's it literally says in the wiki he looks like he's in his 40s. I don't know. I think he looks a little older. But um, <laughs> he's, like, walking in late at night. And there's this, like, young woman outside. And she's, like, dressed in this, like, white. It looks like a nightgown. It looks very, like, the woman in white from the first episode. Also, it's so important to note, he is wearing, like, a jacket and a scarf. And, like, you can see the, yeah. the, his breath. Like, clearly it's cold out. And this woman is wearing, like, a short sleeve little dress. And she and she's like standing outside. She looks kind of lost. And he's like, hey, like, you know, can I help you or whatever? And she's like, oh, no, I've actually been waiting for you. And he's like, are you like in one of my classes? Like, sorry, I don't remember you. And she's like, oh, you don't recognize me. And he's like, they're like they're like big lecture classes. And he's like, anyway, uh, my office hours are on these days. So I'll see you later. <laughs> and then she's like, actually, can I see you now? And it gets very, it gets very, okay. And um, he's like, okay, well, since you asked nicely, I guess. And then he brings her into his office 
and she's looking at a book with his picture on the back clearly a book that he's written and she starts like complimenting like his author photo and she's being very she's being very seductive whatever and you're like um and he's like oh yeah like you know and he's like so like how can I help you whatever and like how's your paper going for this class whatever she's like so JK actually I am not in your class and then they start to get a little flirty and he's like okay well then why are you here and she's like she's like uh maybe I should just like go and he's like and so then he's like oh I get it like and this is I was like man this man is like kind of full of himself because he's like oh like I get it like it's like you know it's he's like well your feelings only natural you know and clearly he's like you know because I'm kind of like a local celebrity and I'm like a local celebrity author who works at a who works at a at a university okay um oh you wrote a book you and every other professor at that university I'm willing to bet yeah he looks like every other beach like and he's like oh like you're young whatever I get it like I'm a I'm a celebrity and he's like well like he's like don't get me wrong like you're really pretty whatever but like it would be wrong for me to like take advantage of that and you're like yes it would be sir back away um and then he, and he goes I just respect you too much and I was like oh I want to go on a barf um <laughs> and then like they start like making out whatever and then like she pulls away and then suddenly her face has like changed and she looks like she's like rotted away and he's like oh my god like what is wrong with your face and she's like what like don't you like me anymore don't you want me anymore and he backs up away from her and um she like goes towards him and then like there is a member of the staff like like the janitor is like walking out of the doors um and he looks up and he hears a thump behind him and it's the professor lying dead on the stairs he has fallen out of the window and you're like um and then just see like the janitor like walk away um the janitor's like girl what like he's clearly going to call for help he's not just like okay bye (laughs) yeah he's like yeah i i should make that clear um so then we get of course to the boys in their motel as as it usually is we got a pattern here sam is sitting in his hotel room i i will say their motel (laughs) shenanigans are basically unbearable in this episode but it is kind of like Almost every funny gif that people use from Supernatural does come from this episode because they were having a great time with this. Um, <laughs> um, it gets so wild and crazy. So Sam is sitting in his motel room and he's like looking at some books and um, Dean is sitting on the bed like being like, oh, this like being just obnoxious and eating fries with gravy and wings while sitting on the bed and like being loud about it. And he's like reading, he's listening to music. And and Sam was like, Can you do you mind not eating that on my bed? And Dean's like, No, I don't mind. I'm like, sibling behavior. This is real sibling behavior. <laughs> um, and he's like, So how's the research going? And Sam like gets so mad. And he's like, you know, it would it's going really slow and it would go a lot faster if I had my fucking computer. He doesn't say fucking. I should be clear. Um, I wish he did, but he basically has the vibe. He wanted of to. That. Yeah. And Dean's like, you know, Dean's, it's just, they start to like bicker and they're like, they're, the girls are fighting. Um, Dean is also like playing music really loud on Sam's yeah. computer. So Sam like yeah. cannot use his computer because Dean is like, I'm playing some tunes right now. He's like, do you have games on that thing? 
<laughs> He's playing Neil Dean Patrick. Gets really into, <laughs> Dean gets really into uh, um into World of Warcraft. This is 2007. I think he was in a RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, no, because I know Dean Winchester would like be fucking obsessed with RuneScape if he understood anything about online <sighs> gaming. I do you think he would be a Minecraft streamer? Yes or no? I don't think so. I feel like he would get mad because there's no there's no objective. But then he sees like a viral video of someone like making like a recreation of like some place and he's like you could do that in this game yeah actually and he finds out that castiel has been like a popular minecraft streamer no what no okay now what the (laughs) fuck why are you making this like minecraft au (laughs) i'm not the first person who's ever made a destiel minecraft i mean if you go on ao3 right now if you go on ao3 right now and you search up (laughs) minecraft Okay, give me one second. Give me one second. Let's do it. I'm not even going to mute. I'm not even going to mute myself. I want you all to hear me type this out. Let me search. There are probably more fakes for Dusty on Minecraft AU than there are for certain entire fandoms. I will bet you a million dollars. I'm gone into Castiel slash Dean Winchester. I'm typing in the tag Minecraft. (laughs) Let's see, sort and filter. <laughs> How many? Hey, you know what? <laughs> there are only two. And one what? of them is one of them is a Sherlock Teen Wolf Avengers Agents of Shield crossover. <laughs> um and one of them is one of them this is not even <laughs> This you is a dream this is a dream daddy AU. Dream daddy? No, yeah, wait. I'm gonna search for Minecraft Supernatural, just like straight up. I found eleven thousand fix on here. What? Okay, but some of them are the Dream SNP Supernatural AUs. To be clear, okay. Um, so see, I've I've actually just searched uh, Supernatural, just search Supernatural and with Minecraft, with- and yeah. I've only found two. One was one of the same ones, and two is Reader slash Balthazar. No, this can't be right. This this can't be right. This we're just not good at searching. Anyways, I don't know. Hold on, me. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this again. <laughs> okay, never mind. I've typed in Minecraft video game. Apparently, that's what you have to do. I found what? 29 fan fictions in Supernatural. Only 29. Um, this is a crossover okay. with Dream SMP. Of course, it is. Um. Okay, this is Angle slash Marks. And also Will Byers, also Will Byers slash Mike Wheeler. Wait, in the same fic? Yeah, and Sissy slash Victor from Umbrella Academy. And Barack Obama slash Ed Sheeran. I don't see any supernatural characters in this. Also, Kirk is there. Okay, I, I'm scrolling. I'm trying to find one. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I No, oh. all of this is Dream SMP Supernatural AU, basically. Ah, there's Clance. <laughs> I feel like, no, Marks and Angles was not the jump scare. Clance was the jump scare. None of these are even about the characters from Supernatural. What the fuck? Okay, oh this is this is Shadow slash Sonic, pregnancy, <laughs> childbirth. 
Ace phobia, of course. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we should we should, we should have a, a we should have a game that's like how many how many like layers of separation do you have to get to get to certain <gasps> things like like Karl Marx slash Angles or Sonic the Hedgehog? How many tags do you have to click through to get to Sonic the Hedgehog? Because it's not very many. I've just found one that has Mark Markiplier. And there's Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, Eddie Brock, and it's also Poe Dameron slash Armitage Hux. Now, what's going on there? No, and, okay, there's some super hulak. Oh, thank God I'm safe. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> oh, I feel like I've gone insane. Anyways. <laughs> all I said was Dean and Castiel play Minecraft and we ended yeah. up with Sonic the Hedgehog Emperor <laughs> well actually that's, that's not a surprise that's that not. sounds pretty par for the course for the mystery spot cast <laughs> so Dean and Sam they're, they're bickering and Sam says in his bitchiest voice possible you know what maybe you should just go somewhere for a while and i don't know why i gave the vibe of him like telling dean to like go upstate like maybe you need to like (laughs) telling dean to like go to rehab or that was not go somewhere for a while i know that's not what he meant but it like it kind of had the vibe i was like whoa um and you need serious mental help and dean's like okay yeah and um and he's like yeah that's a great idea i'd love to unfortunately my car is all screwed and at this point you're like what the fuck is going on with these two um and the girls are fighting yeah sam's like that's not my fault whatever and then there's like a knocking at the door and they're like who is it and bobby is standing there and he's like yes yeah guys it's a bobby episode common Um, bobby w oh bobby we needed you girl um so they're like hey it's really nice to see you like we were about to fucking kill each other um and sam's like so like like what could you not talk to us on the phone about um and sam's like so we're working this job and like tbh tbqh um we weren't really sure that you would believe us uh, and Bobby's like, we hunt demons for a living. Like, I-, I can believe a lot. What the fuck do you mean? Um, and they're like, yeah. So we haven't like seen anything like this before. Um, and he's like, yeah, like not not even not even close. And he's like, and they're like, we, we needed some help. Um, and Bobby's like, okay. So like, start at the beginning. Tell me the story. And then this is a I love I love this. We get the multiple POV of them trying to narrate what has occurred and this is where the hilarity does ensue it's rare early in supernatural to get this like unreliable narrator kind of story it's, it's such this a joy is a good part of the this is a good part of the episode also they're clearly having a good time acting in this part so sam it starts with sam's pov and he's like okay so we found this obituary there's um this professor he jumped from the fourth story window um but there's this campus legend that the building's haunted so um we pretended to be reporters from the local paper and it cuts to them being in a bar um clearly sam is this is sam telling the story of the they were in a bar sam is sitting at a table with like a girl and a guy they're like college students and he's asking them like you know why why do you think that the professor did it and the girl's like i don't know he had a wife and kids his book was a really big deal and then she was like well 
who's to say if it was a suicide and the guy's like come on be fucking for real and um and sam's like well what else could it be and she's like well and and the guy's like it's 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 bullshit it's like an urban legend like it's stupid and she's like okay well Heather's mom, they have I they have a friend named Heather, um, <laughs> went to school here and she knew New this character, girl. Heather. New character, Heather. And she's like, and she knew this girl. And seems like, what girl? And she's like, okay, so like three years ago, this was there was this girl, she was having an affair with a professor, he broke it off, and she jumped out a window. Um, and he's like, Do you know who she was? And they were like, No, but she jumped from from, from room six six nine. Get it? You know, when you turn the nine upside down and Sam's like, I I get it. I get that. It's the sex number. Um, <laughs> It's very funny. Um, And then she's like, yeah. So now she haunts the building. Anyone who sees her, um, they don't live to tell the tale. And then the guy's like, well, if, they, if no one lives to tell the tale, like how, how does the tale get told? And and she's like, shut the fuck up. I'm like trying to tell a story. I'm like trying to be Yas and Slay. Um. And Sam's like, okay, thanks a lot, guys. Anyways, excuse me. And it cuts to Dean. He's sitting at the bar. We first see him doing many shots. Uh, and Dean, and he's like a caricature of Dean, basically. Um, which, funnily enough, depending on the writer of Supernatural, is just normal Dean. So they're like, oh, this is an exaggeration of what he looks like in Sam's mind. But really, this is just how he looks depending on the episode. Um, <laughs> sorry, was that too mean? Um, <laughs> no, because um, I think it's completely fair because I think some, <laughs> this is a funny thing, because some writers of the show are like, Dean is like, obviously very nuanced. And a lot of the, a lot of the thing with his character that you learn is like, a lot of how he is, is performing masculinity, because that's what he was raised to do by his father, who ain't shit. But then half the writers are like, yeah, Dean's a macho guy, man's man. And it's like, no, okay, guys. Yeah. What's like, our consensus, I, babes? Yeah, like what what is, what is he actually doing? Um, and so in this Sam telling the story, Sam's like, what are you drinking? And he's like, I don't know, man. I think they're called a purple nurple. And he's like burping and doing shots. And he's like, okay, well, can we we, we should go check out this professor's office. And he's like, no. And he says, I got a feisty little wildcat on the hook. And he's like, and he's like, he's drunkenly saying all this ra- raggedy shit. And then there's this girl standing next to him. And he's like, I'm gonna introduce you. This is Starla. And there's this like drunk girl. She's like wearing a bunch of makeup, whatever. She's also drinking. And then he's like, he's making like ground control to major Tom fucking jokes. And he's like trying to introduce her to Sam. And Sam's like, hi. And um, she's like holds out a drink to him. And they're like super, super drunk. And Dean is like laughing and he's like hey like she has a sister and Sam like makes this like comical smile back and and they're like they're like it's it's just getting ridiculous like and and it's just getting ridiculous like Dean is just like a literally obnoxious and then it like cuts to the motel and Dean's like excuse me whoa 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 come on that is not how it happened and Sam's like, oh, so you've never drank a purple nurple? And he's like, okay, maybe, yeah, that. But, like, I don't say things like feisty little wildcat and her name wasn't Starla. Which is, again, funny because it's like, you have definitely hooked up with women on this show who are just like this. Like, this isn't an exaggeration, Kang. Like, it's not. Um, And Bobby's sitting there like, what the fuck? Um, And Sam's like, 
okay, well, then what was it? And and then now we see Dean's delusion where he goes, I don't know. She was a classic chick. And you're like, what does classic mean, Dean? What does that fucking mean? Um, and he's like, she was a grad student, anthropology and folklore. We were talking about local ghost stories. And I was like, so his type is an intellectual. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's not his type. He his his idea of himself is that he's being he's being at least responsible and working on the case. That's so interesting, sir. Um, then it cuts back to the bar, and now we are in Dean's POV, and he is standing there. There's this beautiful young woman. She's like, you know, not conservatively dressed or whatever, but she looks like, you know, she's wearing like a nice like low cut ish black dress. She has like really well done hair, business, or whatever. It's business casual. But it's also like slutty a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and you know, she's classy or whatever. And they're like, they're like cheersing or whatever. And like Dean's being like super suave and like, like n- normal, but also like so- what he thinks is gentlemanly. And I'm like, sir, you've written a lot of fan fiction in your brain. Um, but also I'm like, oh, canonical romantic Dean Winchester. Interesting. Um, it's very fun. <laughs> it's just, it's also like, the performance of like oh. what he thinks a man is supposed to be like is so it's so comical Just, it's like very it's 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 literally you know the dos equis like most interesting man in the world that's what he's like trying to be that's what he thinks he comes off as and it's really mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. um it's it, it's it's and he's like thanks but there's no time for that now i'm like girl you watch a lot of james bond movies he's like you need to tell me about this urban legend please lives are at stake oh the line that he says is please lives are at stake and then she's like i can't even concentrate it's like staring into the sun and then they like kiss or whatever and sam walks up behind them and starts like coughing loudly and then it's this comical caricature of sam that um jared padalecki is doing that is really really funny um and he has his like lips pursed whatever and he's like dean what do you think you're doing and he's like, Sam, please, just like give me five more minutes. And he's like, Dean. He literally, he literally speaks exactly like he's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, Dean, this is a very serious investigation. We don't have time for any of your blah blah blah. And he's literally saying like blah blah blah. And Dean just like turns away, whatever. And and it's it's it gets absolutely ridiculous. And it cuts to the motel. And Sam is like, Yeah, sure, that's how it really happened. I don't fucking sound like that, Dean. And he's like, That's how you sound to me, which is so funny. It's like it's like the Charlie Brown, like the teacher at the front of the class. Like that is how Sam sounds to Dean. Um, and Bobby's like, okay, like what's going on between the two of you? And and he's like, like you guys are like bickering like an old married couple. And I was like, okay, again with calling them an old married couple. They are brothers. Why? What is it with this show? I don't. Anyways, um. And Dean goes, no, married couples can get divorced. (laughs) Which is hilarious. (laughs) I was like, Jesus. Um, And then he goes, me and him, we're like Siamese twins. And then Sam is like, actually, you're canceled. It's called conjoined twins. (laughs) No, this is like one of the first times, too, that Sam has really said, Dean, you're being fucking offensive and gross. You're fucking... I'm canceling you. <laughs> no, it's Sam's coastal elite wokeness is coming for Dean. <laughs> Cancel culture has claimed Dean Winchester, guys. <laughs> um, Cassiel is not standing with his canceled husband at this point. He's like, actually, <laughs> you deserve it. Dang. Um, 
And like, so, and Dean's like, yeah, like, see what you mean? Like, we've been on the road for too long. We just, we're just, we're just pissed. Okay. And Bobby's like, okay. And they're like, so yeah, we figured out it might be like a haunting. So we went to go check it out. And I'm assuming this is once again, Dean's POV. Um, yeah, it is. I know why it is. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> that was, anyways, um, it is Dean's POV once again, and we cut to the professor's office. And um, Sam, Dean, and the janitor that we saw at the beginning are walking into the professor's office. And Sam's like, oh, how long have you been working here? Um, and the guy's like, oh, I've been mopping the floor for six years. And he's like, here you go, guys. Let me unlock the door, turn the light. And he's like, oh, what's that? And Sam's holding EMF meter. And Sam lies. And he's like, oh, it's to pick up wiring in the walls. Like, they're pretending to be some sort of maintenance or something like this. And the guy is like, okay, well, um, you know, when you're wiring up this office, like, it's really not going to help the professor. And they're like, oh, why? And he's like, oh, well, because he's dead. And he's like, oh, well, what happened? And he's like, oh, he went out the window. Like, right there. Um... And Sam's like, oh, you were working that night? And he's like, yeah, I'm the guy who found him. And Sam asks if he saw him do it. And he's like, uh, no, I just saw him come up here and, you know. And Dean, Dean is eating. And you don't really know where he got this food. And again, oh, this might be Sam's POV or whatever. But he's like eating a lot. And you're like, oh, I think this is just him being annoying. Dean is like eating obnoxiously. Um, and... And Sam's like, what? Like, he wasn't... And the guy's like, oh, well, he wasn't alone. And they're like, well, who was he with? Um, and now his face is, like, stuffed with food. And you're like, this is definitely a joke. Um, and, yeah, because this is this is Sam's POV, actually. And and you they go back to the motel, and Dean's like, okay, I ate one, maybe two. Like, I, I wasn't being disgusting. Like, let it go. And Sam's like, yeah, let me tell a like story. <laughs> It looked like it was maybe like like the professor had like a little bowl of like little snacks or something on his desk like that I and think he was, was the yeah he was Dean like was... stuffing his mouth like a chipmunk yeah. <laughs> no literally I guarantee if you have been on Tumblr you have seen a gif of this exact moment <laughs> yeah um, it's, it's so it's very iconic um I also, also love the... when either of them ha- are trying to like defend themselves and then just sound like just here's my thing i feel like people like to be like oh well sam is the mature one but they're both just taking the shit out of each other yeah they're it's so bad so the janitor guy is like obsessed the janitor guy is like oh well he was with a young lady um i told the cops about it guess they never found her um they're like oh well you saw this girl come in like did you ever see her come out and he's like no like now that you mention it no and they're like did you ever see her before and he's like not her like what do you mean um and he's like well he kind of brought a lot of girls up to the office and sam's like okay one more thing this building only has four stories so there was never a room 669 right and the worker's like oh of course not like why would you ask and sam's like "Hmm, okay just curious um and at this point is when you have the shot of Dean with his mouth packed like a chipmunk. And you're like, what the fuck? So they are going back to their motel and they're like, okay, there was no traces of EMF. And there's no room 669 from the urban legend. And they're like, oh, well, what do you think? 
And they're like, I don't know. The girl was described like in a weird way. And they start checking out the history of the building. Are there any like girls who killed themselves there or whatever? And um, Sam picks up his computer and opens it. And we're back to our problematic Dean alert. Um, again, this is Sam's POV, but again, this is not far from the truth. Um, this one is not disputed by Dean in the moment. Dean, Dean seems to be willing to admit that this did in fact happen. Yeah. He opens his computer and he's like, dude, were you on my computer? And he's like, no. And he's like, really? Cause it's frozen on, um, bustyasianbeauties.com, which if you've listened to previous episodes of the Mysteries podcast, you would know is a running gag in Supernatural, an extremely problematic one about dean's favorite kind of porn and you're like dean i'm canceling you and whoever wrote that because it wasn't necessary even in 2007 it was not necessary and it's stupid anyway so sam's like can you not touch my stuff anymore and they're arguing whatever and we go back to like the present day and bobby's like okay well so did you find anything like you know anything about it and they were like, no, we couldn't find anything. And Bobby's like, okay, well, it's not a haunting. And they're like, okay, well, to tell you the truth, we're really not sure. And he's like, what do you mean? And Sam's like, well, um, this next part, we didn't see it happen, but it's pretty weird, even for us. Um, and we cut to the campus or outside the same building. And the guy that Sam was talking to at the bar who was like, oh, that urban legend isn't whatever. His name is Curtis. Is He's walking along outside. He hears something weird behind him, like the sound of like a machine or something. He turns and he looks back and there's nothing. And he keeps walking. And then he's, there's like another odd noise and this like humming above him. And he looks up um, and there's just like light shining down on him. And he starts like yelling um, and this light follows him. And suddenly he starts like rising in the air. It is like an alien abduction, like a stereotypical alien abduction to a flying saucer. And he's like screaming. And it cuts to the motel and Bobby's like, aliens? And <laughs> Sam is like, Sam's like, yeah. And Bobby's like, aliens. And Dean's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, look, even if they're real, they're sure as hell not coming to Earth and swiping people. Um, I like how Bobby's like very, very sure about that. Um, Bobby's like, no, no, no. Because if there were aliens, I would have known about it, fuckers. We're not doing like, that. My tinfoil hat is fucking on, bitch. Um, <laughs> um, and Dean's like, yeah, believe me. Like, we know. And Bobby's like, my whole life, never found any evidence of, like, an honest-to-God, like, abduction. He's like, it's all – he says cranks and pranks, which is funny to me. Um, and Sam's like, yeah, that's what we thought. But, like, we thought, okay, we'll talk to the guy. And we cut to the bar. Sam and Dean, they're talking to this guy. And they have drank a lot. And Dean's talking about the purple nurples again, whatever. And they're like, okay, what happened? And Curtis is like, nobody's going to believe me. And they're like, all right, like, give us a chance. And – Curtis is like, I don't want to like be in the papers because I'm crazy because they still think that they are. He still thinks that they're reporters. And Dean is like off the record. Um, and so then the guy's like, OK, so I blacked out. I lost the time. I woke up. I don't know where I was. Um, and it they, it now shows him lying down with like stereotypical gray bug eyed aliens like standing around leaning over him. And Sam's like, what? And he's like, they did tests on me and they probed me. And Dean's like, they probed you? And he's like, yeah, they probed me again and again. And it was gross. And Dean's like, yikes. Um, lots of Yeah, there. he 
he does say, oh, some aliens made you their bitch. And I'm like, Dean, listen, I don't want to take this as more than clearly it is intended to be a one-off, like, silly little joke. Like, haha, he got probed. They stuck something up his butt. But I was like, guys, it's just sometimes like this where you're reaffirmed of the way that culture Hmm. trivializes and makes jokes about people who have been victims of some not good things yeah listen i'm not like trying to read into this more than you're supposed to i think you kind of have to sometimes but like guys can we not it was not necessary no it was just being like for everything no, he Dean, says in this this is episode. this is one of dean's most problematic episodes <laughs> he is and he's I, not slaying he's not it, it's so sad it's it's so sad to see i need to say I I need, also he does say he's like well the aliens made you their bitch and samus like looks at him like oh <laughs> my god you <laughs> stupid like, fuck seems like i can't take you anywhere and also no, this literally this is from Sam's POV, so I love that, like, Dean is even more cancelable when Sam is telling the story. He's like, yeah, I, my brother is so cancelable. Um, I, I love how our last episode, we were like, I stand by my canceled brother. Not this episode. <laughs> um, so, it's, it's so bad. And, and, there, and he, this guy, Curtis, he's like, it got worse. And, Curtis is like, yeah, so they made me slow dance. And then it shows him slow dancing with an alien under a disco ball. I remember this viscerally when I watched it because I went, you know what? Maybe this show is bad. <laughs> also, also, the alien is like little, like it's short. It's maybe like three feet tall. So it's this whole like large man, like slow dancing with an alien. And it's like the lighting is like, it's like a disco ball. And like there's <laughs> slow music playing. And like the camera's also a little bit blurry. So you're kind of like confused. It's, it's so much. And so we cut to Bobby who's like, okay, you guys are, you're exaggerating, right? And they're like, no. And Bobby's like, okay, well, this frat guy, he's just he's just crazy. And they're like, okay, well, I don't think he is. Um, it cuts back to Sam and Dean. They're looking at this like big round, like burned patch of grass, like cop crop circle situation. And Sam's like, I'm telling you, Dean, this is made by like a jet engine. And Dean's like, you lie like a saucer. And Sam's like, well, what else could it be? <laughs> and Dean's like, what the hell and they're like seriously what the hell like what is this why are there aliens now this doesn't make any sense and uh and they're like okay first there was a haunting and now this there's got to be like some sort of connection and they're like between an angry spirit and sexed up et dean okay um we don't have time to unpack all of that and they're like he has some sort of fixation yeah. Dean Winchester has an anal fixation. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, we've always known that. We we always did. Yeah, we, we do. Um we can't also all I'm, that today. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> I know that Cassie was like Dean's first like real girlfriend. I think she was just the first woman who pegged him. Absolutely. And he 100%. was like, Oh my god, I'm obsessed with you. I'm so obsessed with you. I'm in love with you. Oh my god sir you just have something internalized going on yeah i fear um i fear bisexuality is kicking your ass so it it, it cuts to the the motel and he's like well you know what were we gonna do we, we just kept digging and so at this point like they're standing in front of the frat house and they're talking to a frat pledge and they're like 
okay, so you and this guy, Curtis, like you live in the same house. And the guy's like, yeah, like you heard what happened to him. And they're like, yeah, he said it was aliens, but you know, whatever. Like, and, and now we know it's Dean's POV because Sam goes, look, man, I know this is all has to be hard. And he's like, well, not so much. And he's like, but I want you to know I'm here for you. You brave little soldier. I acknowledge your pain. Come here. And he like gives him a hug. He's like, you're too precious for this world. If you have seen gifts on Tumblr, you have definitely seen a gif of this. Scene. Mm-hmm. He's just, you're too precious for this world. Too pure. Okay. Yeah. It's no. Cause I know, I know that in this, in this world, cause this is in Dean's perspective in Dean's mind. He is like, Sam would be obsessed with that sweet cinnamon roll too good too pure for this world it makes me sick to my stomach to think about it's like oh people showing their feelings and you're like girl um so sam's like i never say shit like that and he's like and dean says you're always saying pansy stuff like that i'm like dean i can tell you get your vocabulary from your father who fought in the vietnam war because who says pansy no, because, and that's the thing, now that we have the Winchesters, it makes a lot of Dean's behavior, like, less, less explainable, because at least I was like, well, maybe I can say, like, oh, Dean is just getting that from John. I'm like, John Winchester would not call someone a pansy. Yeah. Fuck you, Dean. He you would, picked that up yourself. You would call someone a pansy affectionate. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, oh, you remind me of this pansy I knew, Carlos. Oh. <laughs> um... And uh, so- John, no, because here's the problem. John Win- when Dean and Sam were growing up, John Winchester was homophobic, but in the way that like when you're gay and have gay friends, you're homophobic. But they didn't know that John had gay friends, so they just thought he was regular homophobic. <laughs> okay, accidentally instilling internalized homophobia on his son because he's yeah, like, he's- oh, he's- he like sees a gay person, like, oh, I hate gay people. They're so annoying. And Dean's like, oh. <laughs> literally despite the fact that he is like oh no i didn't i didn't mean that but they just never said anything about it so john just assumed they knew it was just like honestly a series of miscommunications really oh i would read that fic honestly that would be very funny um him being that's how they're gonna explain it when the winchesters finally catches up to supernatural they're gonna be like no 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 john was actually like he thought he was being a great dad it just like he kept saying things it was just a series of miscommunications guys (laughs) oh he's like it's time to slay and they were like slay demons and he's like yeah um (laughs) um anyways so we're back with sam he's hugging the frat student and um and the guy like awkwardly pats sam on the back this is from dean's pov and he's like oh thanks for the hug i'm okay um and the guy, the, the the frat pledge is like, to tell you the truth, like whatever happened to Curtis, he kind of had it coming. And he's like, why? And he's like, well, he's our pledge master and he put us through hell this semester. Uh, so now he knows how we feel. And I'm like, and what does that mean? Um, Exactly. I'm like, how much of the story did he tell people? Because, okay. Um, and... It- and he's like, hmm, okay, it's okay. And, of course, Sam gives this, like, smile that's very unrealistic but very funny. And then so they go back to their motel and Dean's like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. But there's one connection. And Sam's like, between what? And he's like, well, the victims, they're both dicks. And Sam's like, that's not a connection? Really? And Dean's like, well, I don't have anything else. And Sam's like, okay, well, where's my laptop? And Dean's like, I don't know. Um, 
And he's like, but these guys, they got what was coming to them. And Sam's like, I left it in here. And he's like, no, you didn't. Um, And he's like, anyway, the punishments, they're like poetic justice. Um, And then he starts talking about like, that'd be an interesting limerick. And Sam's like, okay, that's so funny of you. Like, where'd you hide my computer? And he's like, what, your computer? And he's like, yeah, where'd you hide it? It's like, it's like who's on first at this point. And, and Dean's like, why would I take your computer? And he's like, because no one else could have. Uh, we keep the door lock. We never let any maids in for room service. And he's like, well, looks like you lost it, Poindexter. Again, Dean, why do you speak like this? And Sam's like, you know something? I put up with a lot of your your shit from you. And he's like, you know, what are you talking? And of course, Dean's like, what are you talking about? I'm a joy to be around. And he's like, your dirty socks in the sink, your food in the fridge, blah, blah, blah. Um, this line is so funny to me. And he's like, your food in the fridge. And Dean's like, what's wrong with my food? And he goes, it's not food anymore, Dean. It's Darwinism. <laughs> I was like, that no, was and you know what? funny. And you know what's a sad thing? Dean Winchester probably doesn't know what Darwinism is. <laughs> and, and Dean goes, I like it. And he's like, you know, all I ask for you is one thing. You don't mess with my stuff. And Dean's like, are you done? And they're like, the bitches, the girlies are fighting. And he's like, how would you feel if I screwed with the Impala? And he's like, it'd be the last thing you ever did. We cut to the, we cut to the present. And Bobby's like, okay, so did you take his computer? And he's like, it serves him right, but no, I didn't. And Sam's like, and I didn't lose it because I don't lose things. And Dean's like, oh, that's right, because he's Mr. Perfect. And Bobby's like, okay, I'm at my fucking limit with you two. Um, why don't you just tell me what happened next? Like, and Dean's like, okay, so there was one more victim. And we didn't see this art this one ourselves either, but we like put it together. So there was this guy, he was a research scientist, he was doing animal testing. And Dean's like, yeah, you know, a dick. And I'm like, oh. PETA supporter Dean Winchester. Also, this is, I was like, what kind of animal, is this dude doing like cosmetic testing on dogs or some bullshit? Like what kind of animal testing is he doing? Yeah. I mean, listen, I think animal testing is bad. I want to make this stance, but what happened to him seems cruel and unusual. Yeah. And it was like, well, what kind of animal testing? Is it like, you know, when you test on rats for cardiac research or is it like doing cosmetic research? Like, like what is it? I don't know, but but Dean's like, yeah, he's a dick. On the mystery the spot cast, on the mystery spot cast, we are pro animal testing. We're we are coming out as pro, pro animal testing. We're coming out as pro animal testing. Um, yeah, but it's it's very much like Dean's like, yeah, fuck him. He could he should have died. And you're like, damn, okay. Um, Dean is we- the kind of person who like would see a news story about like something terrible happening to happening to like a family. And he's like, oh, that's sad. And then they're like, and the dog also was taken. He's like, no! Yeah. Not no. the dog! <laughs> I feel like he's done that. I feel like he, I feel like he probably has. He's, like, no, because Dean Winchester is, like, he is the epitome of the dad who's like, I don't want a dog. I don't want a dog. It's, you have to take care of it. It's going to smell. It's going to be blah, blah, blah. And then they get the dog and he's like, this is my best friend. And it's sitting no, in bed with That literally happens. Me. Oh, you don't, you didn't get to that season. That literally happens. <laughs> not the episode where he gets turned into a dog that's different um yeah oh i forgot about that but like something similar to that does happen and you're like oh i'm sad now um so we cut to we see the scientist he's walking down the steps that same building that we've been in and he crosses the road and he like sees something shiny inside of a drain and you're like oh it's very it coded 
Um, and he crouches down, he looks inside, and there's a watch. And he, like, sticks his arm inside the drain trying to reach it. And I'm like, what adult does this? It literally is like, what adult is seeing a watch and being like, <laughs> and he gets this devious little smile on his face, too. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to grab this. <laughs> you're like, Sir, you're like 40. I know it's 2007 and the, the economy is about to take a turn, but, like, it's not that bad. Like, <laughs> um... And so he puts his, like, hand in the drain and he tries to reach it. And then, like, suddenly he's, just, like, screaming like something got his arm. Like, it's, like, it, basically. Um, we cut to the morgue. Sam and Dean, they break into the morgue through a window. And um, in the present, Dean is like, yeah, the cops, they didn't release a cause of death because they had no idea what the cause was. Um, they were like, we had to check it out ourselves. And they pull out the tray and there's no, like, whole body uh, and he's like, okay, I guess this is going to be quick. And they pull up just the clock. Sort of, and, yeah. Ugh, just sort of pieces. Gross. Yeah. There's just like pieces of this man. There's only an arm and a leg left. It's so gross. And they're like, like they're, they see bodies every day, but they're like, oh, this is so gross. And they're like, okay, it was mutilated. Something was hungry. Did they identify him? And they're like, yeah, he was a research scientist at the college. And guess where his office was? In that same building, Crawford Hall. Same as that professor. That's where the frat boy had his close encounter. And he's like, okay. They take a closer look at it. And they're like, it looks like there's like a belly scale. And he's like, a belly scale? And he's like, from what? And he's like, an alligator? And Dean's like, an alligator in the sewer? Come on. <laughs> He's like, Dean, it's a classic urban legend. The kid flushes a baby alligator down the toilet. And it grows in the tunnels. And he's like, yeah, but nobody's ever like found one. I mean, they're like not real. And he's like, well, and then there was an, also an alien abduction. But something like jumped this guy. And they're like, this couldn't be any weirder. And they're like, okay, let's get some help. We'll call Bobby. He's run into stuff like this before. And Sam's like, yeah, I'm sure he has. It's just your typical haunted campus alien abduction haunted sewer gig. You know, simple. We cut to the motel in the in the present and they were like, you know, we decided to search the sewer. We split up. We did each ends of the campus. And I was like, OK, like, did you find anything? And they're like, yeah, we found something, just not like in the sewer. And we see Dean like climbing out of the sewer, walking around the corner only to stop in horror. And he sees all the air in his tires of the Impala have been let out Um he finds some money on the floor of the car held together with a little metal clip with the initials S and W on it. And he's like, Sam, to make it seem like Sam fucked this car. And he comes into the motel room. He's slamming the door behind him. He's like, you think this is funny? And Sam's like, it depends. And he's like, what? And he's like, the car. You can't let the air out of the tires, you idiot. You're going to bend the rims. And Sam's like, what do you mean? I didn't go near your car. And he's like, huh? Then how did I find this? Um, and Sam's like, looks in his pockets whatever and he's like what like how do you have that and he's like give me back my money and my wallet and he's like no consider it reparations for emotional trauma and dean is like really pissed he's like and and sam's like give it back like give me my money um and the girls are fighting the girls are fighting and sam's like i've had it up to here with you and they're like right back at you blah 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 and um they're now they're literally like fighting like on the floor he's tackled them whatever and they're like the girls are in an all-out fight and um we cut to the present and bobby's like i've heard enough okay so 
And then Dean's like, you showed up like an hour after that. And Bobby's like, I'm surprised at you two. Like, Sam, first off, Dean didn't steal your computer, clearly. Um, and, and Sam's like, but... And Dean's like, shh. <laughs> and he holds up his hand and it's like very funny. He's like, Dean, Sam clearly didn't touch your car. Like, and if you two had bothered to pull your head out of your own ass, you would know that. That would be pretty clear. This is another... This is a moment where Bobby confirms he's very yas and soleil. Uh, and Dean's like, what do you mean? And Bobby's like, you're dealing, it's like what you're dealing with. And Sam's like, uh, what do you mean? And they're like, I don't understand. He's like, you're dealing with a trickster. And he's like, that's what I thought. And Sam's like, no, you didn't. You didn't fucking know. And Bobby's like, okay, let me tell you. You guys personally were the biggest clue. And he's like, what do you mean? Um, He's like, they create chaos and mischief super easy and it got you really turned around and you were at each other's throats and you couldn't think straight and they're like oh the laptop the tires and he's like it knows that you're on to it it's playing you guys and they're like is it a spirit is it a demon like what is it and he goes more like demigods really and he lists off a few deities and he goes you know like loki in scandinavia like anansi in west africa whatever there's like there are lots of different trickster gods and lots of cultures. They're immortal. They can create things out of thin air. They're real, just like you and me. And, you know, we can kill them the same way. Um, Dean's like, so they can make things like an angry spirit, an alien, and an alligator. And Bobby's like, yeah, it makes sense with the victims because they like to target people who are really high and mighty, knock them down a peg. They usually do it with like a sense of humor. Uh, they do like deadly pranks and stuff like that. And Dean's like, well, what do they look like? And he's like, well, they look like they can look like anything, but they disguise themselves as humans. And then Dean turns to Sam and he's like, well, what human do we know who has been at ground zero this whole time in this building? Let's let's talk a little before we move on to the yeah. yeah. This is I feel like we almost need to have a disclaimer because it's going to keep happening and it's so yeah. shitty to have to stop and talk about it every time. Not that it's shitty to have to talk about it. It's just that it's like, guys, come, come on. on. We don't want to like we don't want to beat it at horse over a show that is over. The way Supernatural handles non-Christian religions, it's. It's it's really it's really troubling, but it's also kind of a symptom of the media in general and of entertainment and how society treats non-Christian society. and specifically like specifically non-major religions. It's tough because it's a symptom of any show that kind of has like the 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 plot is based in like oh creatures and whatever, but you know it's just important to think like hmm. Now, why are we misrepresenting a culture? Yeah. Well, and it's also a case of, like, they're trying to straddle this line and Supernatural does not do it well between we are Bible fan fiction in a somewhat Judeo-Christian, that's not a great term, I, I don't love using that term, um, world, but we also have all kinds of demons and and monsters from various cultures it's, it's almost like we want to have our cake and eat it too It'd be like a monster of the week supernatural show but also be bible fan fiction at the same time um and it's like well you do kind of have to pick one um 
you can do all of them or you can be like, yeah, we're going with the Bible. Um, or, you know, or you have to do it with a little more nuance. Instead, they're like, oh, it said every couple of episodes. They're like, oh, yeah, other cultures exist. They're pagans. They kill people. And you're like, I mean, I will say at least when you're dealing with all the Christian stuff, they're like angels. Fuck them. They kill people. They suck, too. And you're like, OK. All right, but the way they treat pagan gods is very like, yeah, it's very much demons. like they're they're also it also very much gives like pagan, and not even necessarily pagan, but like just non non Christian, Judeo Christian, uh, religious figures as being like, well, they're just like little demigod freaks who just kind of show up and do their thing and manipulate people. And it's like and you're like what? And I I know that we might be taking it a little like a little seriously in reference to like Loki, who has now become a much more of like a cultural figure in our in our popular zeitgeist. Not to say that there is not a cultural backing to it, but right now it's a lot more like Loki. For most people, is a character. Yeah. Right now, so you know it might seem silly us having this discussion about this character. But it is a a theme that carries over in Supernatural of them being like, yeah, well, these aren't like real gods. They're just like, yeah. you know, kind of people who they're just like creatures who do blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, OK. Yeah. Interesting. Well, they call them demigods. And you're like, first of all, they're not. Um, they're regular gods. Um, that's not and that's not what a demigod is, first of all. And then you're like, second of all. And I think the reason that it's problematic is like there are you know shout out to the shout out to the pagans the pagans listening to the podcast who are yeah they are worshiping so hellenistic gods they're worshiping norse gods whatever i'm here for yeah, you i'm so sorry i'm so sorry about Ugh. like literally everything love you god but also it does get also problematic of like there is an episode which we will have to unpack unfortunately that does feature loki mm-hmm. as well um where they like they take some gods of you know the some gods of stuff that culturally we do use as characters a lot with like gods from major religions like they just put Kali in there and you're like whoa okay all right and they're like yeah these are all minor characters meanwhile like the the singular god with a big G is is a whole separate thing and you're like okay however why are you you know, do they take like major gods from like major world religions and then be like, yeah, they're just little demigods that like cause little crimes in communities. And you're like, I want to kill you. Yeah, um, I, I think the I think the big problem a lot is that it's like, well, there's all these little guys, but we all know like the real God is the one in the Bible. Like, OK, <laughs> yeah. Guys. So Whoa. Bobby enters his canceled era. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> Bobby has a dog named Rumsfeld. Let's be real. I think he was already canceled. No, Bobby, please. Bobby, no. No, Bobby, don't vote for George W. Bush. No, Bobby. (laughs) Bobby, please. What was Bobby doing on (laughs) 9-11? Why didn't Bobby stop (laughs) 9-11? Bobby did (laughs) 9-11. Bobby made money off the Iraq war. No. That's why he's a dog named Rumsfeld. Yeah, he's Bobby like, this were- is my biggest moneymaker. No, we're slandering Bobby. I think... Okay, here's the other piece of this scene that doesn't make sense, though, because it's like... Was John Winchester just an idiot that he didn't, like, teach his I mean, kids yes. that, like, gods exist? 
Oh, there was a there was a caveat there. I just <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, we know that, but like sir. Oh yeah, because he met a in the Winchesters, now we know. He met a god. <laughs> we talked no, about this earlier with the Winchester. <laughs> it's humiliating for John on so many levels. I just He's getting his, his memory wiped for real. <laughs> yeah, he is getting his memory wiped for real because they did meet like one cult version of the god Ares. So, yeah, it's also hmm. POV Percy Jackson at the age of 12 beat Aries's ass while John Winchester was like, couldn't handle himself. Yeah. As a grown ass man with military training. Man, yeah. Grown ass man with military training who survived the Vietnam War um, versus Percy Jackson, 12 years old, ready to throw hands who will win. <laughs> <laughs> Percy Jackson versus John Winchester fight. That's the pantheon. That's like after you beat Aries. <laughs> They have to fight each other. But here's the thing is, Percy Jackson is known for throwing hands with abusive parents, so. I mean, listen, I didn't say Percy wasn't clearing. Oh, yeah. Per- Percy Jackson using Medusa's head on John Winchester, and then the and then Sam and Dean are never born. <laughs> okay, it's not too late, guys. <laughs> this is what they're going to be doing in the, um, in, in the Percy Jackson TV series. <laughs> It's going to be them decanonizing Supernatural. God, that, I would lay my life at Rick Rodin's feet if he decanonized Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll let the Disney Monopoly slide. <laughs> um, I don't know how we got here. Anyways, Stan Percy. You know, actually any of the demigods in Percy Jackson could clear John Winchester. I feel like... I feel it could like be any Nico- of these any of these yahoos. Yeah, that's true. Nico D'Angelo beats Dean Winchester to a pulp. <laughs> gay boy on gay boy violence. <laughs> They're like, hey, who has been at Ground Zero? We cut to somebody's looking at a magazine. It's looking at all these different headings: uh, aliens, alligators. Um, they come to one that says "Cannibal Madman Chainsaw's Family." Uh, when I saw this, I was like, oh my god, Chainsaw Man reference! And I was like, girl, you need to stop watching so much anime. Um, so he says this thing that says cannibal madman chainsaws family. He's like, Ooh, that's a good one. Um, and it cuts to that. It is the janitor from Crawford hall that we keep seeing. He calls to his dog and he stands up and he's like, did you eat? I could eat. Um, <laughs> and he heads over to this table. There's like all this food on it. There's like cake, there's fruit, there's chocolate, whatever. And he's like, there's something missing. And then like these two like beautiful women like appear and they start to like feed him food. And he's like, I'm living the life um we go inside he is i'm sorry i'll say it now he is so fucking slay (laughs) like like, he's just like me for real no the energy he has is immaculate except for like all the other fucked up stuff he did but i'm also like you know what i'll forgive him the lgbtq community has forgiven loki I mean, yeah, we have many times. To- that that was pretty much what happened on Tumblr when Super Hulak wasn't popular anymore and the Avengers got popular. That That is literally what occurred historically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I'm only forgiving. I'm only forgiving this bitch. Sorry, Tom. Um, sorry, Tom Hiddleston or whatever the fuck. If the Loki series had this man in it, it we'd, we'd be having a different story. Speaking of Percy Jackson, um, the... So uh, we weren't talking about... No, I no. I'm just saying. Speaking about Percy Jackson, the Magnus Chase version of Loki is an asshole and a bad father. Um, and I think this version of Loki would kick his ass. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm just saying. 
anyways um so he's like something's missing we're inside crawford hall um and we see this janitor and he's with sam and dean again and he's like oh sorry i'm a little ass. he's he's sorry i'm dragging a little ass today boys i'm like i don't think anybody says those words in real life but okay um and he's like i had quite the night last night lots of sex if you catch my drift and you're like who speaks like this <laughs> um no, because also he is one of those characters that, like, at first he seems pretty normal, but once you start thinking, like, oh, he's weird, you're like, he's a fucking little freak. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> he's Dean's suddenly like, the most bizarre man alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Dean's like, yeah, hard not to. And he's like, listen, we're not going to be here long. We just want to, like, check a couple of the offices. Um, and he, like, he gives, like, a little hand signal to Sam, like, behind the janitor's back. And he's like, oh, sorry, like, I forgot something in the truck you know what, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys. And Sam leaves. And he's like, okay. And they walk and they walk inside and Sam goes downstairs and he checks out the lockers and he finally finds one with um, the newspaper, Weekly World News, inside with the picture of the UFO on the front. They're outside Crawford Hall. There's so much that happens in this fucking episode. Um, and... <laughs> damn this episode's stacked as fuck (laughs) with so much fucked up shit in it um so we're outside then we're outside the building and um sam is talking to dean he's like okay well just because he reads weekly world news doesn't mean he's our guy like and he's like you read it too um and dean's like i know it's him he's it's his gaydar um (laughs) uh and he's like i and sam's like i think we need a little more proof and he's like okay another thing bobby mentioned is that these things have a metabolism like an insect, you know, a real sweet tooth. They're just making shit up at this point. And Sam's like, I didn't find any like candy bars or sugar or anything. And Dean's like, okay, th- you might have missed something. And Sam's like, I don't miss things. And he's like, oh, right, because you're Mr. Perfect. And he's like, what? Are you really still pissed at me because of what the trickster did? And Sam's like, come on, man. Like, you've been a tight ass. Again, a tight ass? Really? What's going on here? Um, you've been a tight ass long before that trickster showed up. And then they're arguing. The girlies are arguing. And the janitor is watching from the window. Um, he's like, look, just stay here. Keep an eye on the janitor. I'll go to his place and see if I can find any actual evidence before you like go barging in and putting a stake through his heart. Um, he's just like, wait till I get back. Sam does. And he's like, okay. Um, the girlies are still quieting, clearly. And the janitor is watching Sam as he goes to the car and Dean walks away. And then now it's nighttime. Dean is out waiting outside the hall. He's like pacing around. He's like, God, where is this guy? And he's like, screw this. And he goes inside the steps and inside the hall. I'm like, Dean, you're so fucking stupid. They're inside. He takes out his flashlight. He's like looking around. He's like, he's doing his little search. Um, he goes down the stairs. He goes back up. He suddenly hears like music playing and he turns around and he heads over to this door and the door is in opens to like a theater um and down on the stairs you've def people have definitely seen gifts of this definitely mm-hmm. this is a classic mm-hmm. supernatural scene um down on the stage there's this big red like canopy bed and there's like two women scantily clad sitting on it and dean like walks inside and they're like we've been waiting for it's the we've yeah. been waiting all summer and you're finally <laughs> It's also so important to note that it is the same two women from before. Yeah, it is. Um, From when the trickster was hanging out with them. Yeah. And they're like, we've been waiting for you, Dean. And Dean's like, you guys aren't real. 
and they're like, oh, it'll feel real. And and they're like, whatever. And and they're like, they're trying so hard. And he's like, ha, 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 you know, I'm a sucker for happy ending. And you're like, oh, my God, Dean, stop. You're so stupid. You're like, what are you? Odysseus with the sirens? Come on, Kang. Like, are you an idiot? Um, and he's like, I'm going to have to pass. And then there's a voice behind him that's like, oh, well, they're a peace offering. And I'm like, all right. Do we not respect women in this house? All right. Um, and he turns around. He sees the janitor who is sitting in the theater. And he's like, I know what you and your brother do. I've been around for a while. Like, I've run into you guys, people like you before. You're kind. Um, and then uh, Dean's like, well, then, you know, like, I can't let you just keep, like, hurting people. And the janitor's like, come on. Those people, they got what was coming to them. You and Sam, I like you. I like you. So treat yourself. He goes, treat yourself. Um, You know, as long as you want, just long enough for me to, like, move to the next town. Um, And Dean's like, I can't let you do that. And, he, and he's like, well, I don't want to hurt you. And you know that I can't. Uh, and he's like, look, I got to tell you, I like your style. I mean, the slow dancing alien, they're laughing. The girlies are laughing. They're having a little, they're having a little chat about this. And no, cause you know what? Dean is like low key, low key. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I feel like they, Dean was kind of into it. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's so interesting of him. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't think we talk about about this pairing enough oh i'm sure people there are people who do um <laughs> and he's like oh that one's one of my favorites uh but he's like yeah i can't let you go and he's like oh that's too bad i really liked you but sam was right you shouldn't have come alone and he's like yeah well i agree with you there and then sam and bobby they run in and he's like oh that f-. and the trickster's like oh that fight you guys had outside that was a trick. And Dean's like, tee hee hee And he's like, all right, not bad. You know, you've tricked the trickster. And Dean pulls out a steak from inside his jacket. And he's like, but you want to see a real trick? Um, and suddenly there's a man holding a chainsaw, just like in the newspaper um, behind Sam. And Dean like goes forward to stab um, the trickster. And one of the women on the bed grabs him and like throws him, which is crazy because they're both like seven feet tall. Um, and Bobby and Sam are fighting with the chainsaw man. Oh my God. Chainsaw man reference. <laughs> um, and Dean is getting his ass beat by the two women in a not sexy way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, maybe sexy to some. Yeah. Um, the probably trickster, not to Dean, but yeah, well, maybe but, to Dean. Yeah. To I don't know. The trickster is laughing. Um, Dean gets like thrown across the room into some chairs and it, <laughs> Trickster's like, yeah, nice toss, ladies. Nice show. Um, and he finds, like, he sees a stake on the ground from one of the broken chairs. Uh, and and the trickster's like, Dean, I did not want to have to do this. Um, and then Sam throws the stake to Dean. And Dean, like, jumps up and he stabs the trickster in the heart. And Dean's like, me neither. And I'm like, you guys are flirting. Like, you guys no, have been. I'm telling you, they are. They were flirting um, the man with the chainsaw vanishes. The women vanish. I love how the bed and stuff doesn't vanish. Like the bed was just there. That was practical effects. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we know why, but we know why it doesn't. But I'm getting ahead we'll get of myself. There. That's a secret um, for later. That's a secret for later. Me. This is a mouse <laughs> tool we'll use for later. Um. <laughs> and Dean's like, "Oh, are you guys okay?" And 
they're like, yeah, yeah. And then Dean goes, I got to say, he had style again. Gay boy. What's going on there? Yeah. Why are you so obsessed with him? Uh-huh. Um, then they're outside and they're like, thank you so much, Bobby. Like, we really couldn't. And Bobby's like, save it. Like, let's just go some- before somebody finds the body. Usually they clean up after themselves. So them just like leaving the body is kind of crazy. Well, like they are in the middle of a campus in broad daylight. No, I think it's it's at night at this point, isn't it? Is it? I, I it's thought it was like it was dawn. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, regardless, maybe they were just like, girl, we got to just we just got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they were like, so we like, should clean this up. And Bobby's like, oh, I never clean up. Team's <laughs> like, I just go. Um. I guess this is before there's cameras everywhere and b- they get into the Impala and which is it's hilarious. I'm like, aren't you guys still on the run from the FBI? And then you just stabbed a guy like, well, it's not going to go They got well tired of that plot line. Yeah, they, they knew that plot forget. line wasn't interesting. Yeah. Um. So they get into the Impala and Sam's like, hey, like, I just want to say like, I'm and they're like, hey, me too. Like, they clearly want to say sorry, but they can't because they're men. Uh, And they look at each other and then Bobby's like, you guys are breaking my heart. Could we just leave? <laughs> no, Bobby is so funny. He's like, aw. Anyway, there's a fucking body in there. We gotta go. <laughs> you guys can um, have this conversation in the car. Shit. <laughs> um. So they, you, they, we get inside Crawford Hall and somebody walks up to the body that's still lying on the chair. And then the body disappears and we see that the man that came up to the janitor um, it is the janitor. Um, And they take a bite out of his chocolate bar and then the episode ends. Um, oh, so that episode, I'm sorry, it had its issues. <sighs> I love that episode. Um, there's something, okay, there's some fun trivia for this episode, actually. Um, yeah. That I want to bring up. So, so um, the guy who plays the trickster <laughs> is actually really cool. His name is Richard Spate Jr. You've probably heard us talk about him before. Spoiler <laughs> alert for future episodes of Supernatural. He does come back and is like the Archangel Gabriel. Yeah, they're like, hey, surprise. Not, that and wasn't not like the and, trickster god Loki. Yeah. It was Gabriel pretending to be Loki because yeah. he was bored for thousands of no. years. And it's not like a situation of like, oh, Ty Olson played multiple characters. It's like, no, he's playing the same character. He's just kind of like a fuck up. Yeah. Like, also, keep in mind also, Richard Spate Jr. directed the, the Destiel Confession episode, just so you guys know. <laughs> Please remember that in your heart of hearts. Just he remember direct- that. He directed like uh he directed a couple of recent episodes of the Winchesters, didn't he? He directed the one where uh the mid season finale where John and Mary kiss. Oh yeah, where they have a very similar scene to Destiel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, um he is yeah. our ally from the start. But I am saying I think that people later on, they love to ship Sam and Gabriel. I think they picked the wrong brother. Shit. I think all the angels just kind of want Dean and he wants them back, but he doesn't know how to diagnose that about himself. I think Gabriel just like he he flirts with men, but um yeah, he, mm-hmm. he he flirts with men, but Dean is just like, Am I having a gay moment right now? Yeah. <laughs> Dean doesn't understand what he's being like playfully flirted with. He's like, Are we in love? Yeah, Castiel later on is like, you flirted with my boyfriend? He's like, oh, yeah. I I feel like you would be be more offended if I didn't flirt with him. Yeah, well, he also does flirt with Sam at one point, which is very funny. Um, Well, I mean, it's so true. Yeah, the whole thing about whether, like, they say there's a trickster god in this and they mention Loki, so it's kind of just implied. But later on, they're like, yeah, that's Loki. And they're like, psych, actually, he was Gabriel the whole time. And you're like, the fuck? Um, which is 
once again, Wait. I hate to harp on it, but it is kind of the the same situation of like, well, you know, the other gods or whatever, but the Christian gods are the real ones. Like, it really is giving that. Yeah, and like, you know, you could say it's more of like, a, oh, well, different people like see the same figures with different beliefs, but it's not in this show. No, they're like quite explicitly like, no, that's like, I don't remember exactly how it happens, but I do remember pretty explicitly him being like, yeah, that was just some bullshit I felt like yeah. doing. But the god Loki does exist in Supernatural Universe, does show up later. Um, I don't know if they imply that, like, Gabriel killed him, whatever. Like, he's basically having his midlife crisis, which is really funny. Um, Okay. Also, he is so slay. The angel Gabriel is also the angel that tells Mary, hey, you're going to bury, you know, bear God's son. So Mm -hmm. if you watch this and you know this is the angel Gabriel and you keep that in your mind, it's very funny to me. He said, it's a prank, bro. Yeah, I mean, obviously, angels can have all different kinds of vessels and, like, you know, canonically in the Bible, you know, he probably mm-hmm. came down as, like, the biblical version of an angel, which is fucking terrifying. But, like, I just think it's funny. POV, Richard yeah. Spike Jr. tells you you're bearing the son of God. Um, <laughs> Honestly, if I was bearing the son of God, that's probably my top five people I would want to be the one to deliver the news to me. <laughs> Like, I feel like I would be like, that is probably better than some other situations. <laughs> like, he would be like, oh my god, congrats, you're gonna have God's baby. And I would be like, oh my god, you directed the Destiel Confession episode! <laughs> oh, I can't take it anymore. I can't. Um... POV, you yeah. are the you are the human who willingly gave up your body to be a vessel for the uh, angel Gabriel, and he decides to just like have orgies for thousands of years. <laughs> Good for him. Oh, apparently there is a piece of trivia in this. This this is technically the first appearance of angels in the series because of that retcon. Gabriel is technically the first angel we see, <laughs> which um, is so funny. I'm like, yeah. guys, this episode, this episode. I think it's so fun. I, I think it's, it's like, I feel like Supernatural is at its best when it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. and But it also is still taking itself seriously enough to like have a plot and respect the characters. Because I yeah. feel like it really, especially as the seasons go on, it really becomes one of the two where it's so hyper serious or it just doesn't take anything seriously. And you're like, and it's like you you're doing? wildly vacillating between the two. So I'm, yeah, episodes I like think- this are like a breath of fresh air. I think this episode also very much like embodies like they're now very comfortable with the characters so they can do like funny episodes like you know them mm-hmm. well enough that this is funny um, mm-hmm. which they wouldn't be able to do before and I think that's a symptom of something getting a season two something mm-hmm. Netflix doesn't understand anyway <laughs> could never be Netflix do we want to talk about the next episode yeah um this one let's far more far more straightforward (laughs) yeah it's very straightforward which is nice because we've been here for what feels like 18 hours (laughs) well we had to we had to Um, go on ao3 and look up minecraft supernatural (laughs) we did that we did it's a it's a struggle that we must take on but this episode is season two episode 16 it's called roadkill it's a lot more straightforward the mood is a lot different um without further ado let's get into it we start, the episode opens, um, there are two characters driving, uh, a woman is driving, and her husband is sitting next to her in the passenger seat. It's 12.50 a.m., and it's February 22nd. 
they're driving down this dark, like, deserted highway. It's, like, surrounded by trees in a forest. And they're kind of lost. House of the Rising Sun is playing on the radio. Uh, the wife, her name is Molly, is like, David, we haven't seen a single car. Can we please go back to the gas station? And David, her husband, is like, no, 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 we're not lost. He has a paper map in front of him. He's like, no, we are on Highway 99. We're almost there. And then they drive past a highway sign that says Highway 41. And he's like, oh, we're just taking the scenic route. (laughs) And she is kind of like, kind of giving him shit. She's like, wow, we are going to be spending our anniversary in their car. And David, it's like this very sweet scene because instead of it being like, oh, my bitch husband doesn't want to do blah, 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 blah. Like, it's not like that. So like David is kind of like, okay, well, hee hee hee, like maybe I can find a way to entertain you while we drive and kind of leans over and starts kissing her, like, like the side of her face while she's driving. And she's like laughing. She's like, oh my God, David, stop it. Stop it. You're being so silly. And she kind of takes her eyes off the road to look at him. And then David is like, oh my God, Molly, stop. And she looks forward and there's what appears to be a man standing in the middle of the road. So she veers off the highway and like down a hill and into a ditch through a bunch of trees. She, a a little bit of time has passed clearly. She wakes up. She's not really like banged up or scratched or anything. She's mostly okay. Um, She looks over and David is not there. So she's like, David and kind of like calling out for him and there's no answer she struggles to get out of the car and she starts walking into the woods like calling out for him and she sees this farmhouse in the distance and it's interesting because this farmhouse is like in the middle of a forest so I'm like they keep saying it's a farmhouse but I'm like why is it in the middle of a forest whatever that's just a concern it's just what they could film in Vancouver literally but the farmhouse is slightly lit so she's like okay so she goes towards the house and knocks on it no one answers so she kind of opens the front door and she walks in and she sees this older man from the road she sees him from the back and he's wearing like kind of farmer's clothes and a hat he's probably in like his like his 50s he has gray hair And she's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't hurt you. And he turns around and there's like blood gushing from his stomach. And he kind of transforms into like this skeleton figure. Then that's where the cold open ends. And this is a strange episode of Supernatural because the cold open ends and then the episode actually picks up right where it leaves off with the same character. Because we see Molly, she runs out of the house and is like running through the woods and up the hill to the road because this guy is presumably chasing her. Oh my god, is she, she running sees... through the woods? Like Comac Vitus? Exactly. You get it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. You get it. It's a deep cut. This is, guys, if you don't know who Comac Vitus is, that's on you. Anyway, so she runs into the highway and she sees a car and she sees the headlights and she runs out and she's like, please, like, stop, stop. She's screaming. And the car stops, and it's Sam and Dean in the Impala. And Dean jerks the car to a stop, and she runs up and starts, like, banging on the passenger seat uh, windshield, and Sam rolls down the window. And it's like, hey, 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 calm down. What's going on? And she's like, we ran off the road, and we crashed our car, and my husband's gone, and, like, this man who I saw on the road is, like, chasing me and is 
frantically relaying all the information. Sam and Dean are like, okay, why don't you come with us? We can get you somewhere safe. And she's like, no, I'm not. I Take me back to my car, please. I'm not leaving here without my husband. And they're like, girly pop, let's like get you, you could be hurt. You could be blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I'm not leaving. So they're like, okay, we'll go back to the car. So they go back to where the car was and Molly is like, oh my God, the car is gone. And like, there is no sign of an accident. And she's like, that's so weird and keeps kind of walking down the hill. And we see Sam and Dean and Sam tells Dean, he's like, we need to get her out of here because this man could show up any minute. And then Dean says, if we tell her the truth, she'll take off running in the other direction. But they do end up kind of convincing her. She's she's still like freaking out. She's like, I don't want to leave. And they're like, she's like, I don't want to leave. We have to go to like the police. And they're like, okay, okay, we'll take you to the police. Let's, let's do that. Please just come with us. It's not safe out here. And she's like, okay, fine. She relents. So they get in the car and they're driving. And Molly is kind of wistfully talking about David. And she's like, we were supposed to be in Lake Tahoe for our five-year anniversary. And it's just clearly thinking about her man. She's a girl boss, by the way. And then the radio dial kind of starts moving by itself and it stops on a station and it starts playing House of the Rising Sun. And she's like, this is the same song that was playing when our car crashed. And then the dial starts to kind of turn again and you can hear a voice hiss, she's mine. And then Dean looks up in front of him and sees a man standing in front of the car, the same man. And instead of slowing down, he drives his ass right through him and he like turns to dust. And they look back and they're all like, oh my gosh, Molly's like, what the fuck? You just hit that guy, but he disappeared. What? I don't understand. And Dean's like, we just got to keep going. And then the car stops and dies. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we're not going anywhere. So they get out of the car. And they pop open the trunk and Sam and Dean start going through their like hunting stuff. And Molly's like freaking out. She's like, okay, your car is full of weapons. I'm leaving. And then Dean is like, girly, it's not a coincidence that we're here. We're trying to track down the ghost of this man. This man is a ghost. He died 15 years ago on this road. His name is Jonah Greeley. Every year on the anniversary of his death, he haunts this road and we're going to stop him. And she is like, girl that is ridiculous and they're like is it is it really like look at what you just saw and she kind of relents and is like fuck it okay well i'm not leaving without my man so i guess i'll help and good for her it really is girl boss male wife behavior that's happening on this day molly offers to show them the farmhouse the cabin where she saw this guy jonah Greeley. so they go back to this place and they're walking around and they find a room that has a couple like surgical tables and there's like stale blood. And Dean is like, this farmhouse was probably like his hunting cabin. Just a good thing to note. We should try to find his body and like salt and burn it. And um, Molly throughout this whole time, it's really interesting because she almost serves as like a viewer surrogate. Which is funny because it's like, we know how this works at this point if we've been watching 
watching it enough, but it's kind of nice to have them like procedurally explain like how to get rid of a ghost. So like yeah. Molly's like, well, what? I don't know if this is the episode that they like put in season two to be like, if you just caught on, cause this is on TV kind yeah. of episode, but it works. It really does work, which is interesting. Yeah, it- it doesn't feel like you're being talked down to, which is really nice. But she's like, well, why are you salting and like burning the bones? And they're like, well, that's how a spirit can often stay tethered to a place, blah, blah, blah. And they're kind of explaining it. And they're also like, yeah, well, it's hard because we don't know where the body is because when Greeley died, his wife claimed that the, or his wife came and took the body and she was the, that was the last time anyone ever saw her too. Um, so she probably brought it back here, but this property has a thousand acres, so it could be anywhere. So they also note that they have till sunrise to finish this job, or it's going to be another year until they can get him. So they have to look. So they leave this little farmhouse cabin thing, and they're searching the premises, and they find a brick path. And Dean's like, oh, follow the creepy brick path. As like a little Wizard of Oz joke. Yes, he is a friend of Dorothy. Okay, let's yeah. be real. Every episode, there's just one little thing. There's mm-hmm. just one little thing that's like, you know, I don't know how many straight people would make a joke like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But they follow this path and they find a house, like an actual house, not like a little farmhouse. And it has no headstones or anything, but they're like, okay. Dean's like, Sam, you and Molly go and check the house and search for any like papers or records to see if we can find where he's buried. I'm going to go look outside and figure out what I can find. So Sam and Molly go inside and they go up and they find like almost like a bedroom or like an office kind of area. And Sam's like, oh, did you find anything? And Molly's like, yeah, basically every single piece of mail and receipt these people ever had. And then she finds this photo album that contains pictures of um, Jonah Greeley and his wife. And she's looking through it and there's like a love letter he wrote her. And it's a very like sweet story. And it looks like they really loved each other. And Molly's like, how can someone like this be something so evil? And Sam's like, well, you have to keep in mind, a lot of ghosts aren't like bad people. Like a lot of them are good people, but they just have some like unfinished business that keeps them here like a strong emotion like revenge or love or hate and they just can't let go of that a lot of the times spirits will just see what they want to see but they're not always bad people and he's kind of like acting a little like weird when he's saying this like he's very like emotional more so than he normally would be having this kind of conversation just something to know it's actually like a really nice moment like this whole the whole episode is full of this yeah it's very it's very like nice getting to see some of their like thoughts on things as well like the way that they process this kind of stuff it's just a very interesting little scene um but dean walks into the room at this point and is like there was nothing really downstairs or outside that gave me any idea of the whereabouts of his body hang on and he sees like there's a dresser on the wall and he kind of pulls it away and he's like there's a door behind this dresser so they move the dresser and dean's like i'm gonna break this fucking door down watch this he kicks the door in and they climb in and they find the remains of jonah Greeley's wife who is 
basically a party city skeleton with a blonde wig on and a dress that has i legitimately because we've been making party city wig jokes about sam winchester in the last episode of supernatural for so long that i forgot they do party city wigs and party city Mm -hmm. skeletons earlier in the show i i had to pause it and start laughing i was like oh my god how did i forget about this and it's so fucked up too because the situation is like she's like hanged herself and they're like but you're like what is this skeleton doing here no it's like it's it's a very like deeply emotional scene but it's like girl i cannot get over the fact that that looks like something from scary movie but um regardless but they find her body and the three of them are just kind of looking at it and sam's like wow she just probably just couldn't live without him it's like she came and got her got his body and then did this so sam goes over to like cut her down and dean's like dude what are you doing and he's like, well, we can't just, like, leave her here. We need to bury her to, like, put her to rest. So they cut her down and they carry her outside and downstairs and they bury her remains, like, by the front step. And Molly is like, well, what happens to a spirit when they're put to rest? And Sam and Dean kind of look at each other and they're like, well, we don't really know. And she's like, so you don't know, but, like, your whole job is to do this. And they're like, yeah, well, when you, like, salt and burn the bones, they don't usually come back. That's kind of the point. So, yeah. And they're both like, yeah, well, you know, hopefully they go somewhere better than here because they're clearly, like, being tortured by being stuck in some sort of cycle or being just, like, having some issue. So, you know, that's the whole goal. So they go back inside the house and Molly is looking through photo albums in the kitchen and Sam and Dean are off to the side. And Sam is like, we should tell Molly the truth about David. And Dean's like, no, I feel really sorry for her too, but we have to stick to the plan and get her out of here. And then we will tell her. And then she's like, tell me what? And they're both like, oh, you are not supposed to be paying attention. And she's like, oh my God, do you know where David is? Is David dead? Like, what do you know? And they're kind of like stuttering, trying to find an excuse. And then... They hear House of the Rising Sun start to play. And they're like, what? So they walk around and Dean walks into this other room and finds a jukebox, which is like unplugged. But it's playing. And then spooky. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally very comical because we see Dean look at this, look at the jukebox, and then he looks down and sees the like the plug on the ground. (laughs) Um, But it's funny. Um, and then we see Molly, she's standing by a window and she freaks out because Jonah Greeley smashes through the window and grabs her and pulls her out of the house through the window. Um, Sam and Dean like run after her, but they've disappeared. Ah, very scary commercial break. Anyway, <laughs> jump scare. <laughs> what, what's the TikTok sound? The oh, jump scare. <laughs> So they're back inside the house. Sam and Dean are looking for like any leaves, anything on the whereabouts of the body. And Sam looks at one of the photos that's in one of the albums. And it was taken outside of the cabin on February 6, 1992, about two weeks before what he calls the accident. And keep in mind, we don't know what happened to Jonah Greeley. We just know like, oh, he something happened, an accident happened to him and he died. But February 6, 1992 is two weeks before the accident. Um, however, there's a tree 
that they have seen out front that's not there in this picture. And Sam's like, oh my God, we're so stupid. It's an old country custom to plant a tree as a grave marker. And Dean's like, you are like a walking encyclopedia of weirdness. Quote, he says that. I'm like, who talks like that? Truly supernatural writers love you to death. What are you doing? He's like, I feel oh. like we say that once an episode. We're like, who talks like that? Mm-hmm. You are a walking encyclopedia of weirdness. I'm going to start incorporating that in my vernacular. But then they go and they rush over to this hunting cabin. Um, and they see inside and they see Molly is bound by her hands hanging from the ceiling. And Greeley is kind of walking around her and he's using his fingernails to like dig marks on her face and like on her stomach and like she's bleeding and Dean runs into the door and pulls out his gun and fires rounds of rock salt at him and he vanishes but then he shows up again and starts beating the fuck out of Dean and Greeley he grabs a knife from somewhere I think there's one on the wall but he grabs a knife and starts like trying to stab Dean beat the fuck out of him and Sam is, meanwhile, outside, basically digging up this grave. And Dean is like, Sam, can you please hurry up? I'm being stabbed. You need to hurry. So Sam is, like, rushing to salt and burn these remains. He finally digs them up, and he does. And as that happens, we cut inside to see Molly and Dean. And Greeley gets engulfed in flames and disintegrates into dust. And then they all settle a little bit, and they're like, okay. We did it. So we did it, Patrick. We saved the city. <laughs> well, <laughs> a couple moments pass. We're back on the highway. Sam, Dean, and Molly are going back to the Impala. But Molly is like, I literally, I know you know something that happened with David. You said it earlier, and then I got taken, so I didn't get to hear it. What happened? Is he dead? And Sam is like, no. He's alive. We will take you to see him. And she's like, oh my god, I don't know why y'all are being so weird and fucking cryptic about it. Okay, let's go. So then they pull up to this suburban house. And Jean is like, yeah, David is here. He's in there. And she's like, why would he be in there? And they're like, Sam is like, just go up. It'll make sense. So she gets out of the car and walks up to go like knock on the door but she looks through the window and sees David and then a woman walks in and she like comes up and kisses him and she's like who is that that is who the fuck is he kissing and Sam comes up and is like that's David's wife and she's like what and then they're like Molly the accident that happened like what what is what is the last thing you remembered she's like well it was february 22nd 1992 and they're like molly it's 2007 15 years ago you and david hit jonah Greeley with your car david survived but you didn't so every year on the anniversary of his death Jonah Greeley decides to punish someone for what happened to him. And that someone is always you. You were a ghost and you've been appearing on that same road every year. And 
then we see this sequence of Sam and Dean like doing their research and finding out what happened and building up to them like going to see Molly on the highway. And we see them uh, talking about the case and figuring out that there have been 12 accidents over the past 15 years. Five of them have been fatal. Um, It always happens on the same night. And then we see Sam and Dean at the library looking up like news articles on the accident and them talking to David. And then it shows them in the Impala right as Molly darts out of them. And Sam is like, oh, looks like we found her. And that's when we see like the scene from before where Molly's knocking on the door of the Impala. And then Molly's like, oh my God. It, it comes back to present and she's like, wow, I'm like literally dead. Like I died. But but like, I have to go talk to David. I have to let him know. Like the last thing I said was said to him was like, I called him a jerk while we were fighting. I mean, we weren't really fighting. Like they were just kind of play fighting. But the last thing she said to him was that he was a jerk. And she's like, I, I need to talk to him. I need to apologize. And they're like, Molly, you can do that. We won't stop you. But David's already said his goodbyes. Like, he knows that you loved him. He has moved on. And now you need to move on. This is such, like, a... This is such, like, a kind... I feel like people come back to this a lot when they think of, like, Sam and Dean's characterization when they're actually nice people of, like... This is, mm-hmm. this is them... This is, like, reminding us of, like, they... It's that... Hunting isn't about isn't just about killing things, um, which mm-hmm. I guess is important or whatever. But you're like, oh, I'm really sad. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. But she's like, she's like, so what do I do if I don't go say anything to him? And they're like, well, you have to like let go of everything that's happened. And Sam's like, yeah, like I said, a lot of the time spirits aren't bad people or anything. They just see what they want to see, and this is what you wanted to see. As much as you want to see David you have to let go and move on. And she's like, but you guys don't know what happens after. And they're like, yeah, but hopefully it's somewhere better, but we don't know. And she's like, right. And she looks up into the sunrise and it's this very like beautifully acted, very like nicely shot scene of her looking into the sun and like her hair is blowing in the wind. And then she slowly kind of becomes light and, dissipates and is gone and then sam is like wow i really hope she's in a better place dean's like yeah i hope so too and sam's like well i guess hope is what it's all about right and then the episode ends a lot less complicated than the one in the first half of this episode of the mystery spot cast the biggest piece other than i love them having like soft and kind moments of this episode is them talking about like what comes after death considering what occurs later is crazy because like in these mm-hmm. early episodes it's just like when they had like the faith and the church episodes and stuff like that of like we're getting to see what their beliefs are and then later on that shit is just gonna get blown out the water several times um mm-hmm. not only because they die several times and they do see what happens and and all these kinds of things but like it's just so interesting to see like their philosophy on it and all these kinds of things um and you just you don't Mm -hmm. know how much is purposeful and how much isn't um Mm -hmm. this episode i think too is one of the episodes of supernatural that feels um like really intentional um it was written by uh rail tucker who's written a lot of episodes in season one she wrote dead in the water with sarah gamble so she's wrote, wrote that one wrote um she wrote Faith as well, 
Oh, that like, explains so much. No, she is um These she is probably one of my episodes. She is one of my favorite writers from this like early season one, season two of Supernatural, because I think she stopped after that, but um yeah, it's a it's a very well written, well executed episode. It feels very intentional as well, which I think a lot of the shame with Supernatural is that it'll have this really interesting theme or interesting setup and then it won't do anything with it because it was either not intentional or just like happened to be deep. So, you know, it was a nice change of pace. Yeah, I like, see, that's why I hate episodes like this because you're like, damn, okay. Maybe it's kind of good for, sometimes. For every one good episode, there are five bad ones. And I stand by that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel like I. The whiplash also between these two episodes is crazy because you go from like teehee, mm-hmm. we're having a little teehee haha time to like, oh damn, this is like sad and deep, like mm-hmm. shit. Okay, yeah, it's very. And what's what's also like really nice about this episode too is like it doesn't leave you feeling like sad. Like it is sad, but it leaves you feeling a lot more. Like they say in the episode, like the theme, the main thing is that you like hope is the point. So it really leaves you feeling a lot more hopeful and a lot more like content than it does sad, which is nice. Because I think a lot of the time, this show specifically, but a lot of shows, the whole point is like, oh, we're going to make you sad and feel all these emotions. It's like, I like to feel positive emotions sometimes. And that is what I'm feeling with this. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I wish we, I would just wish we had had more of this, like, in the show of, like, them getting to, they, like, let people go. I mean, we've had a couple of them already, but, like, I don't know. And it's also, I think, another situation, too, is some of the best episodes of this show are them kind of focusing on other people and being, like, Sam and Dean are the main characters, but having it be almost like an anthology where they are the through line and there are other people experiencing like having their experiences i think those are really strong episodes um yeah like one of my favorites which is dead in the water is the same writer but i think that that is where it shines i fear that season two really is like a strong time for this show it's when they really like got to know like okay we're getting more than one season we can start having fun with it yeah it just sucks because i'm like this is season two and three i feel like season two through four and some and five to a certain extent or when the show was like really really good so I'm like, like I'm enjoy I'm enjoying sitting with this time where we're able to enjoy it because I know it's gonna come crashing down so fast <laughs> when it gets to us in seasons six through oh us 12? in season seven <laughs> us in season seven is gonna be so honestly no because us are in gonna season be nine tired and of ten us. You guys nine and tired of us se- we're gonna be in assholes the whole time. No. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back with us for 2023. For more Cursed Supernatural content, you can follow us on social media at Mystery Spotcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Since Twitter is in the process of dying a very slow death, we also have an official Tumblr at Mystery Spotcast as well. Um, You can ask us Cursed Supernatural questions in our TikTok Q&A or in our Tumblr Ask Box or by emailing us at themysteryspotcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to us suffer, please rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Overcast, whatever app um, allows you to leave a, a rating or review. It very much helps. And then, like a um, multi-level marketing scheme, tell at least one friend. Um, 
that also helps a lot too. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we are also two of the co-hosts of Rupalp's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Um, we just came out with a really cool interview with an author that both uh, me and Ollie uh, participated in. Um, and we'll see you two Tuesdays from now for more slang people, queer baiting things, the supernatural business.